the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I uh, hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. If you're joining us, this is uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. And um, it's always wonderful to connect with you and uh, to update you on things that are happening in ministry. And uh, also, we appreciate your faithfulness, your prayers, your support, your partnership, and even uh, just uh, by the grace of God, uh, following us uh, all of these years and uh, sharing it with others. We get a lot of comments from people who are uh, telling us that um, some of you have already introduced the, uh, the show to them. So we thank you for that. Um, today, uh, we are going to uh, take a breather, basically. Uh, stop from continuation of that series that uh, I've been sharing with you about uh, regarding um, my work with Jay Smith, which, by the way, those videos, the series that we called basically critical, um, uh, you know, uh, analyses of the history of Islam, uh, you can find those uh, on my Facebook, of course, which is the Al Fadi, T H E A L. F-A-D-I, The Al-Fadi, that's our Facebook page. You can also go to my YouTube channel, which is Sira International, C as in Charlie, I-R-A International. And uh, you can even go to um, just YouTube in general and just uh, Google uh, Al-Fadi and Jay Smith, and you'll come across those. Um, We have uh, talked so far about the critical analyses of the history of Islam. Uh, We are into uh, the uh, questions about slavery in Islam, and the next series we'll be releasing soon has to do with uh, issues or critical analyses of uh, the Quran, and some of the problems are found in the manuscripts of the Quran. So all of those are going to be helpful tools for you, and uh, we pray that you will enjoy not just watching them, but sharing with others. As always, we advise that you become a subscriber of our uh, YouTube channel. That way you will receive automatic notifications whenever these videos are released. You can go to the YouTube channel, Sierra International. I'll just take a look at everything we've released in the last two years and feel free to share it with others as well. And as we typically encourage you to do, uh, we would be honored if you can also consider becoming a Patreon patron. And in doing so, you can even uh, donate, if you like, as little as $1 uh, or whatever the Lord lays in your heart. You'll be surprised how much uh, uh, this can add up to help us to do videos and uh, continue to release these videos basically to the glory of God. 
And uh, that's the beauty about social media lately that we've been capitalizing and using social media as much as we can for the purpose of making sure that topics like this, very critical topic about the history of Islam, the rise of Islam, the location of Mecca, or the at least the other possible location of Mecca, the direction of prayer in Islam, uh, many of the issues that are found related to the Quran and uh, its uh, problems that many of our Muslim friends, unfortunately, are unaware of, and so on and so forth. All of this is made possible, basically, by utilizing social media platforms, such as, for instance, Facebook, such as YouTube, and soon, hopefully, we'll utilize other, uh, basically, media platforms like Instagram and uh, and the likes. So we encourage you to really continue with this partnership and this sharing and the subscription and so on and so forth. Of course, the website uh, is another venue for you, which is www.sirainternational.com. That's C as in Charlie, I-R-A international.com. All of these places can take you uh, to many of our work. If you want to also listen to the previous podcast, the archive for the last three and a half years, uh, you can go to the website itself and find the section for Let Us Reason. You can Google uh, Let Us Reason, and I'm sure you'll come across uh, uh, the uh, uh, archive. You can uh, access it through iTunes, SoundCloud, and the list can go on and on and on. Now, uh, here is some quick updates. Uh, recently, I returned from a uh, another filming trip where I did a number of videos, probably uh, closer to maybe 40-plus videos. Most of it was done with my two close friends, uh, Dr. David Wood and Sam Shimon. We did a number of apologetics, of course, uh, 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 series. And uh, we started a number of, uh, basically, digital library elements. One of them is uh, titled uh, Scripture Twisting 101. And here's what we meant by it. We take whatever our Muslim friends sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, verses from the Bible that either they're taught to think that these verses out of context mean what they think it means. Maybe they're being misled by some of their leaders. Maybe they just Googled and came across an Islamic site that assumed that those passages are damaging to Christianity and our faith. So they take it and they run with it and they make claims such as, you know, the Bible uh, is corrupt, and here is a, a verse from Jeremiah 8, 8 that tells you that, or Jesus never claimed to be God, uh, uh, that there is contradictions here about Judah's story, and th- you know, all these kind of things. So we took those, and we began a series that we entitled Scripture Twisting 101, and we are going to continue to build upon this series. I think we did about 25 of those videos in this series, but we think we can hit about 60 to 65, so you can tell that we still have more to go. And then after that, we'll even try to take Quranic passages and, and show you that uh, if a Muslim used that Quranic passage, uh, let's be careful because there is more to the story that meets the eye. For instance, Muslims will say there is no compulsion or religion in chapter 2, verse 256. Is that true? And uh, sometimes there are many other passages that talk about peace in Islam and, and so on and so forth, about assurance of salvation, and uh, the list can go on and on. And so our goal is really to serve a number of people. First of and foremost, of course, to serve our Muslim friends and help them realize that there is more to the story that meets the eye, that whatever they're being told or at least encouraged to believe 
uh, really is not true. And we want to help them uh, think for themselves. And the other thing, of course, helping our uh, Christian brothers and sisters who are engaged in outreach to Muslims so that when they hear these kind of arguments and pushbacks, they'll be able to go to uh, our uh, website or our resources and use them uh, one verse at a time as uh, digital tools uh, to help in encountering and uh, counter uh, basically um, uh, you know, any problems that might be found in there. So having said that, uh, today, what I'm going to be doing is just a kind of like updates on certain things that I'm doing on Facebook. And really, I want to share with you a number of things that uh, hopefully will be beneficial to you that has to do with, uh, uh, you know, verses that the Quran never, uh, 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 you, you're not going to find in the Quran. Uh, we call it verses uh, that you will never find in the Quran. But at the same time, unfortunately, these verses represent beliefs that Muslims wholeheartedly uh, expect that the Quran taught about it, yet nowhere in the Quran you'll find anything to support it. Okay, so this, the, the idea is to prove to our Muslim friends first that the Quran is just a man-made book, a man-made religion, and everything that they believe in was taught to them by man. Let me give you an example. Our Muslim friends love the idea of looking for exact phrases from the Bible. So they will say, show me where did Jesus say, I am God, worship me. And the, the first inclination that you will get is like, oh, that's easy. I'll show you. But no, what they're looking for is an exact phrase by Jesus saying, I am God, worship me. <clears throat> so you and I know if that was Jesus's motive to begin with, he wouldn't have invested three and a half years doing miracles and works and other things to try to open the eyes of people to realize his person, who he is. But he said in many ways that he is divine, that he and the father are one, that if you've seen him, you've seen the father. That uh, the Father in him and he is in the Father. Uh, that uh, he exhibited many, uh, you know, divine powers through his actions. That he is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. I mean, so many things in there, so many phrases, uh, so many acknowledgement by Jesus. If you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All of these are the divine, basically, prerogatives. I mean, I can go on and on and on with these things. But <clears throat> for whatever reason... Our Muslim friends are taught to believe that unless Jesus said it exactly in these words, then Jesus must not be divine. In other words, the idea of putting things in context, looking at the big picture, the Bible in general, the prophecies, the person of Christ, his fulfillment of these prophecies, his actions, how people uh, viewed him, what did the Father say about him, and so on and so forth, as if all of those mean nothing. So, okay. So I started a new series myself that I called basically the, the big picture series called Reversal Apologetics. And part of it is the exact phraseology. Okay, that's what I'm going to deal with right now. The exact phraseology where I'm telling you there are verses that you'll not find in the Quran basically under this subheader. So the, the subheader is exact phraseology under the big series that I'm starting right now, which I've started it for a while, by the way. I'm doing it in videos and I'm doing it also on podcasts, which is reversal apologetic. What do I mean by reversal apologetic? I'll take your argument, turn the table around and push back at you using exact words as the words that you are saying. So if we go to the Quran in chapter 61, verse 6, it says that Jesus prophesies the coming of a, an apostle whose name is Ahmed. Muslims will tell you Ahmed is Muhammad, actually. The only problem is, I'm challenging my Muslim people, and I did a post on Facebook yesterday, saying, show me 
where did it say anywhere in the Quran that Ahmed is Muhammad? Show me one verse that says, and he, he shall be called Ahmed. And Muhammad is the one who shall be called Ahmed and things like that. If you can show me in one verse that Muhammad indeed by name is the one that is to be called Ahmed, then I'll concede. You will not find a single thing. Now, Muslims sadly believe that that what Jesus was talking about has to do with Muhammad. Now, I would argue that this was taken actually by mistake out of context. And it's probably the Quran was trying to talk about the coming of the Holy Spirit when Jesus promised the coming of the other comforter. Okay, but somehow either maybe a sect of Christianity at the time of Muhammad was heretical, misunderstood, misinterpreted this, or for whatever reason, whomever composed that section of the Quran intentionally uh, tried to make it sound like it's talking about a human being. Because for the life of me, why would the Quran ignore the idea of introducing Muhammad? That would have been a perfect location to say, and I would announce to you a glad tiding, the coming of another apostle whose name is Muhammad. How hard is it to say that? Why does it have to be vague like this? Okay, so that's one of the posts. Obviously, I'm not getting any uh, tractions from our Muslim people. Simply why? Because they know there is no answer to such a thing. So why would you even uh, bring anything about something that doesn't exist in the first place? Now, another challenge that I posted recently related to this reversal apologetic theme under the exact phraseology subtitle or subheader. I asked a question and I said, can you show us, speaking to my Muslim friends, can you show us one verse that says, Allah wrote the Quran? You'll be surprised to know that in the Quran, there are passages that says Allah himself who wrote passage of scripture, one of them is found in chapter 21 of the Quran, verse 105, saying the following, we wrote in the Psalms, after the remembrance, we wrote in the Zabur, after the Torah, you know, however translation you want to look at, that my righteous shall inherit the land. Okay, so the, in here, there is a quotation that is coming from Psalm 37, 29, and the God of Islam is saying he's the one who wrote this in the psalm after he wrote also himself the Zabur, uh, after he wrote the remembrance, the dhikr, which is in reference to the Torah. Nowhere you will find the same phrase applied to the Quran. We wrote in the Quran. Nowhere you will find this. Now, why do I raise this um, issue? I mean, it's a good question for you to ask. Our Muslim friends always are hung up on the idea that the Bible is written by humans. We say, no, that's not the case. It's inspired by God, superintended by the Holy Spirit. And of course, human agent was used. How do you expect it to be written anyway? The Quran is written by somebody. But the idea is like, no, because it's written by human, it cannot be divine. Fine. Then show me any proof from the Quran that it was written by Allah himself. That's my case that I am raising, and you will not find a single reference, rest assured, of that. There's another challenge under the exact same theme that we want to call, basically, reversal apologetics under the subheader 
exact phraseology. Now you can say now now you can see why I am using this exact phraseology thing because if you want to play that card, I'm prepared to play that card with you as well. My question is, can you show us one verse in the Quran that says Mo is the messenger of Islam? Mo Muhammad basically is the messenger of Islam. What do I mean by that? Now, you're going to say, well, gee, Al, I mean, of course he is. That's what Muslims believe in. Well, thank you. But show me in the Quran that it says that. Our Muslim friends are hung up on the idea that show us the word Christianity, basically, in the Bible. And if you cannot find the word Christianity in the Bible, therefore, your belief is false because Jesus never said that he came to bring Christianity. Well, we, we agree that Jesus did not come to establish anything other than followers to restore a relationship with our God to bring us to the presence of the Father. We are called Christians after Jesus Christ, basically. We are called after him. Why in the world do we need to worry about whether the, the word Christianity is found in the Bible or not? So now show me that Muhammad actually in the Quran in one verse, it stated clearly that Muhammad is the messenger of Islam. If you can find it, I'll concede. That's another question that I guarantee you, you can spin the Quran up and down. You won't find a single verse that said something like this. It is my point, okay? You are believing in things that you're told. You never really took the time to investigate it for yourself, my Muslim friends. Go to my Bible, read the gospel. Read about Jesus, read about everything, and then tell me, does it really matter if the word Christianity in there or not? It's not about the word, it's about the belief, the doctrines, the teachings, the message. It's not about just one thing, and that's as if we are somehow, we are in darkness if that particular phrase cannot be found. And that's really where the sad reality is our Muslim friends somehow are hung up on those kind of things. And I am basically, I hate to use this word. I really hate to use this word. But sometimes we may have to give people a taste of their own medicine. And that's what's happening here. Until they concede and realize that the issue has nothing to do with exact phrases, but rather about a message about good news, about the gospel, about something much bigger than that, sadly, our Muslim friends are going to find themselves being misled over and over again by their own people, by their own leaders, by their own so-called self-proclaimed apologists who know nothing, by the way, not just about Christianity, but even about Islam. Many of them don't even speak Arabic, actually. Arabic is not even their native tongue, claiming that they know everything. And sadly, they know nothing. And with simple posts like this, how many you think have answered us? Probably a handful tried even to show us something that doesn't even exist. Here is another post. Hopefully, you're collecting those right now. I'll promise you we'll be doing a lot of series on video also about these things. I've already started at something and we'll continue with that. And my hope when the time is done, we'll have about 50 to 60 of those as well. Here's another exact phraseology question or challenge. Show us, speaking to my Muslim friends, show us the exact Arabic word 
for Christians in the Quran. You see, Christians don't call themselves Nazarene. That's what the Quran calls them. I've never met an Arab Christian who ever called himself a Nazarene. They all called themselves Messiahayin from the Messiah, followers of the Messiah, Messiahayin, okay? In English, Christians and followers of the Christ, okay? The same thing. Messiah, Hamashiach, basically, Messiah, anointed one, is the same word for Christ. In English, Christians, in, in reference to Christ. In Arabic, Messiahayin, in reference to Messiah, okay? Yet the Quran somehow, strangely, calls them Nazarene. Now, that might be a cult that existed at the time of Islam when it came into being at the time of Muhammad. But that's not how Arab Christians identify themselves. So I'm saying, please show us the word Messiahin in the Quran. If the Quran came to attack Christians who are Messiahin, and they were Arab Christians at the time of Muhammad around him that he was tackling and attacking, how come he never used any of their phrases, any of their terms, any of their ways to identify themselves. So apparently he's not talking about orthodoxy. He's talking about heterodoxy, things that have nothing to do with Christianity as we know it. That's another one of those that our Muslim friends, sadly, are hung up on. Okay, here's another challenge. Which verse in the Quran says Islam is the religion of peace? Answer? Nada, not a single verse, not a single place in the Quran ever identified Islam as a religion to be the religion of peace. Then why in the world do we hear this all the time? Because someone invented this idea, a human being. In fact, I have a book in front of me. It's called The Religion of Peace by Ishtiaq Hussein Qureshi. Many believe that it was in the 1930s when he wrote this book, he's the one who coined that term, Islam is the religion of peace. So we really need to help our Muslim friends, um, how shall I say, wake up from this deep sleep and stop being in denial because it's really a big river basically in La La Land. And we want to help them make it back to reality world because there are so many things that are being taught by others that don't even exist in their own sources. And therefore, it will be really sad for us if we would overcome things like this and not to help our Muslim friends basically realize that they're being deceived, that they are being misled, that it is our duty to try to help them to make a choice between two main characters. The first one is Muhammad, who, by the way, in the Quran, in chapter 46, verse 9, he says he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. In chapter 7, verse 188, he says, I cannot help myself or help you. Okay? So in 46, 9, he cannot help you. He doesn't know what's going to happen to you or himself. In chapter 7, verse 188, he doesn't know. He, doesn't, he can't help himself. But Jesus says, basically, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Where I am, you too will be, that he created, he gave life, he knows the future, and the list can go on and on and on. Which one would you follow? Would you follow the one that doesn't even know what's going to happen to him or to you? Or would you follow the one that is the way, the truth, and the life? I think it's a simple question, actually. It doesn't really require a massive search. Uh, You don't need, basically... Uh, any complicated, um, uh, you know, things. 
to help you uh, make such an important decision. My advice and my invitation to my Muslim friends is the first, go and search for these things on your own. God has given you brain. You are very smart people. You do not need others to mislead you. My prayer is that your eyes will open up to see the truth for yourself and to make that powerful decision that will give you eternal life by following our Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. My time is basically approaching the end, so let me remind you that you can always go to our YouTube channel, Sira International, and become a subscriber, and hopefully even if the Lord puts it in your heart to become a Patreon patron, and if you want to donate as little as $1 or as much as the Lord puts in your heart, that will be an honor for us to use that to continue to build our fabulous video series and bring in fabulous scholars like Jay Smith, David Wood, Sam Shamoon, and the rest. And you can always go, of course, to our website, sirainternational.com, to listen to the archive of this show and go to our Facebook at The al Until we meet again, have a blessed way. Hey. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.